Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi there. You're listening to More Than Potential, the podcast. I'm your host, Faith. Hey guys, so it is the holidays. We're getting ready to celebrate Christmas coming up. I'm super excited and I know you guys are as well. I'm not sure if you are, if you're a student, if you are uh, taking finals, I'm assuming so. Good luck on that. I hope you do well, study and study hard, end the semester with a bang. As for the rest of us, we're just trying to push through and make it to the end of the year. (laughs) So I only hope that you're able to be somewhat productive and then just get some rest because 2022 has been a long year. But anyway, that being said, I wanted to talk about friendships. I posted on TikTok a few posts just discussing um, what it's like having female friends and some of the lessons I've learned and you guys were really responsive to that and I am so appreciative. So I thought I would kind of rearrange some of my podcast episodes in the order that they'd be released and I thought I would release this one instead and uh, kind of do some cool editing. So yeah, I'll release this one this week. Uh, I want to continue the conversation, but before I do, I just want to say thank you so much for listening to the podcast and supporting. It means a lot. I have over 17,000 downloads across 40 episodes, which is like kind of a big deal. <laughs> I mean, it's not nothing. It's it's actually really cool to see the podcast grow and I enjoy getting your feedback. So if you'd like please rate the podcast five stars because you enjoy it that much and feel free to leave a comment and a review. It means a lot and I actually do read them. Uh, Of course, you can contact me on Instagram. You can DM me at It's More Than Potential and there I don't really post as much. Sorry guys, I'm not really that active, but I do respond to your messages. I love getting feedback. I love having... um, the chance to read your opinions and to see how this podcast has made a positive impact in some young people's life. That means the world to me and I'm so appreciative of it. Anywho, I want to talk about friendships again, but I want to go into a little bit more detail in terms of the lessons that I've learned and some of the mistakes that I've made. Um, This won't be a super long episode, guys. Unfortunately, I am on a little mini vacation with my boyfriend, but uh, I did want to at least drop this on you and kind of give you guys something to talk about on TikTok. (laughs) One of the first things that I have learned is that when I am friends with anyone, regardless of what gender identity they have, it's always important to manage your expectations. And I think in the past, I'm not sure why, but I had such high expectations of people, which meant that I had had high high expectations for myself. And I remember 
maybe two years ago, I went to a therapist and she was expressing that when I was disappointed in a friend, I needed to look at what my expectations were of them and did I have an unmet need? What was that unmet need and what did that say about how I need to feel loved? You know, like what, what do I need in order to feel loved and accepted by my friends? And I thought as simple as it was, it was actually a valid point. Before that, I had never really considered that maybe I was expecting a lot out of my friend and I had never really articulated what I expected from them. And that could be a problem, right? You're upset and you're complaining about your friend and what they haven't done to your to your therapist and your therapist is like, well, did you even tell them? Like, what are you expecting from them? And what does that mean if they don't do it? Does it mean that they're a bad person, a bad friend? Do you, do you stop talking to them? What does it look like? And, you know, for context, this actually came up because I was a little bit upset that a friend of mine was not um, communicating with me very often. She was one of those people that like was fine being best friends with best friends with someone that she didn't see very often and didn't talk to very often. And for her, it was fine. But for me, it was a sign that maybe she didn't take the relationship seriously or that I was deprioritized. And it doesn't help that that specific person actually told me that they kind of put our friendship on the side burner or on the back burner a little bit. That actually hurt. It hurt to hear her say that and acknowledge what my concerns were. And so I think when I was talking to the therapist, I realized that I felt like I was being sidelined in our friendship and that she was pursuing other things. And there's nothing wrong with her having this full life and other friends outside of me. I just didn't feel like she really, we didn't really spend a lot of time together. Not a lot of quality time. And I felt like I was doing all the the heavy lifting, trying to make the relationship work and, you know, reach out. And I was curious to know what happens if I don't reach out first? Is she going to reach out or is it or is the relationship solely being held up by me? But anyway, just to give you some context. So, yeah, that was when I first got, you know, the opportunity to sit with myself and really think about what I wanted out of my friends, what I wanted out of my relationships. And if I wasn't getting it, why? And part of um, my problem, I really do think is I'm so critical. Well, back in the day, at least back in the day, I used to be super critical of myself and that spilled over into other people. And I think I did hold people to a high standard. And, you know, I could imagine that it's difficult to live up to that standard when there's a global pandemic and there's a lot of changes happening. You know what I mean? I think showing yourself grace allows for you to show other people grace. And I think that there were plenty of times in the past where it was severely lacking on my end. Like my friends were showing me grace even when I didn't realize it. You know what I mean? And this goes into my next point, which is that it's so important to understand that you need, how do I phrase this? It's You essentially just need to give people the benefit of the doubt. Your friends are your friends because they love and care about you. If you feel like they're being like intentionally malicious, then they're no longer your friend. They're an op and you got to get rid of them. You know, we don't do ops around here. (laughs) And I think, you know, 
I've seen in so many different ways the importance of being given the benefit of the doubt because, you know, you're human. You and your friends, like, occasionally you'll have a misunderstanding or a disagreement. And it's so important to see each other's side and see each other's perspective. Give each other the benefit of the doubt. Always act in good faith. Because the second that you can't act in good faith in your relationship because you genuinely believe that they're out to get you, you've killed any trust. You've killed the relationship at that point. You know? It's bad news if if you don't trust your friend and you don't genuinely feel like they have your back and that they love you and that they would never do anything to hurt you. Like That's like the bare minimum for trust in the relationship. And I think there's definitely been plenty of times where I think that um, in, my, in my romantic relationship, as an example, I learned how important benefit of the doubt was because it allowed for me to be slow to anger and slow to speak. These are things that are discussed in the Bible, but I really do think that they're really helpful when it comes to managing your relationships with people, especially other women, you know. This is no not meant to be like shady or disrespectful or anything, but I do feel like women can be hormonal or at least like kind of kind of emotional in the way that we regard each other, which is not it's nothing bad about that. Like there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but I do think sometimes it leads to people having a very strong emotional response to things that are said and done, and it may not be very rational. It feels real in the moment. Like it can be so real in that moment. But the basis for the emotion or the feeling doesn't, it's not always there. It's just like a knee-jerk reaction to what someone is saying to you. And it's easy to run with that. It's easy to just run with that and be like, that's how they feel. And that's what they think of me. And, you know, you're ready to go to war over it. (laughs) When in actuality, it's like, it's not what you think. Like, for example... I had a disagree- uh, disagreement with my cousin recently. My cousin was supposed to orchestrate a uh, family get-together for Christmas. And she was responsible for this and then decided to change the plans at the last minute, which impacted my ability to see my family this, this Christmas. So naturally, I was upset because now I'm no longer you know, going to see all my family. And I didn't know why she made that decision. And so it kind of felt like... I was part of the process the entire time. And when she she just randomly changed the plans, sing, you know, unilaterally, like single-handedly by herself, um, I did feel like, wow, you know, I feel a type of way. Like, you really just changed the whole plan just because just you wanted to? Not, not thinking about how it would impact me. And I do, I do remember feeling a type of way about it, but... I reined in my emotions and thought, okay, you don't really know what she has going on. It's better to just ask instead of assuming that you know her situation and you know why she's doing what she's doing. Because otherwise, it can create a barrier to any sort of communication that we have. Come to find out, I text my cousin and just straight up ask her. And she kind of told me what the situation was. And I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. It was annoying because, I mean, when I asked her, she made it seem like just giving me instructions was her way of explaining. And I was like, no, I'm not asking for instructions and for accommodations for, you know, getting together. I'm asking why you changed the plans. 
what your thought process was. Like, what was the circumstance? And I found out that, you know, she, her work schedule changed amongst a bunch of other things. And so it would impact when she was going to be able to go to the Airbnb that we were trying to rent. And it was a whole thing. So I learned that it was not personal at all. She wasn't being shady at all. She was just trying to find a way to make it work. And I totally respect that. But see what I mean about just simply asking? You get way more information if you just ask and and try to show a little bit of humility. Because that's really what we're talking about. It's the humility for me. Because when you're in a situation and you feel like you're in the right, it's easy to to think that that other person is in the wrong and you don't owe them an explanation. You don't owe them a conversation. Like they ought to come to you first and they ought to do this for you or whatever. But be a little humble. Understand that like, and this is my next point, you are the main character in your own story, but your friend is the main character in their life. You're just a side character to them. That's part of their journey, but they are the main protagonist in their own life. So allow for them to have their narrative that doesn't center you or your opinions. Like their truth is their truth. And both of your truths are allowed to coexist at the same time. And it's really hard to hear that when you are clearly experiencing some friction in the relationship or some tension there. But it's important to remember this because you know, your, your, you know, friend or family member doesn't even mean any harm. They're just living their life. They're being who they are. And it's easy to, you know, take that personally and then make it about you. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I feel like sometimes, you know, when we have disagreements, it's, it's always turned into, well, I'm right and you're wrong as if it's a zero sum game and there has to be a winner and there has to be a loser when you both could be right and you both could be wrong. And then you just move forward understanding that maybe there will have to be some compromises that are made. I mean, it happens. Now, when I posted about some of this on TikTok, some of the pushback that I got was more so that, and I'm going to get into some of what was being said, but I was getting some pushback that maybe these sorts of things that I'm talking about, like these lessons that I've learned, that maybe it's encouraging people to be more emotionless in their relationships and it may not be healthy. And what I would say is what I'm about to say, right, are just things that I have done to help me in my friendships. I don't believe that I will always have the same opinion, but it's okay if I do have the same opinion. I reserve the right to change my mind if I if I think it's it's warranted. I also think it's important to note that when we talk about friendships, everybody is different. We all have different wants and different needs of our friends and we all have different expectations. I would also go so far as to say like there's different levels to this too. Like there's like your super, super close friends. They have like your best friend or your soulmate. This is the person who was very similar to you, like a twin flame, right? Um, I often think of people who assume that when you are out with your best friend, that your connection is so strong, people think that you're dating, (laughs) but you're not like, that's just your twin flame. Like you really do, you know, get along. You're two parts of the same whole, or the same person, right? And I think that 
there's also people who are close friends or, you know, just good friends of yours that you've known for quite some time. And then there's people who are friends who, you know, they're just people that you're friends with. You typically have to go out and do something with them. So if, if you're hanging out with a friend, then maybe you have to go out to a movie or go out for brunch. You know, you don't typically like just hang indoors with that friend. And then finally, you just have like acquaintances, people that you know from like work or social events. You don't know well, you've never hung out with them, but they're cool people, it seems like. You know what I mean? Like they're just in your professional network, but they're not someone that you talk to close enough. You don't talk to them very much. You may or may not even know much about them or their last name. And I'm saying this because, you know, if the idea is that you need to be super, super close with everyone you call a friend, then I think that's a high standard because it doesn't allow for the dynamic nature of our friendships. As women, I don't know if y'all have noticed this, but I feel like a lot of us, we ebb and flow. So there could be someone that you know that's an acquaintance from college that turns out to be your best friend. There's people who you were good friends with. Maybe not best friends, but good friends. And guess what? They end up dropping down to becoming more of an acquaintance, you know? And it may not even be personal. It may just be due to their bandwidth, meaning what they have going on in the world at the moment or, or anything, any sort of things. And should that be allowed? You know, should it be allowed for you to say, hey, like, we are not on that level yet. We're not on best friend level. So I'm not going to have best friend type expectations of you. Is that okay to say? I think it is. I think it's perfectly reasonable to assume that, you know, at the end of the day, you have to look out for what's best for you, but it doesn't make sense to hold everyone to this high standard that that truly they are not going to live up to you. And I think that's what, you know, people are talking about when they say, oh, well, you know, the, and the person that I stitched, that she was more so talking about her acquaintances. But I'm like, no, I don't think she was talking about acquaintances. I think she, and think you know, older generations just had a better balance. Older generations just in general, they didn't have social media, so they had an opportunity to balance work life and social life. They had the opportunity to basically like have friends and build community with one another, but also understand more nuances and friendships. I think young people today, we're kind of being given like certain messaging saying that, you know, oh, you need to be, you know, this level of of knowledgeable about friendships, about relationships, and then go to therapy. Like we have really high standards for each other, I think. I really do. I really do. And then we're being told on social media that, you know, your feelings are valid and you need to reclaim your time. It's okay to, you know, stop being friends with someone, cut them off if they're, you know, if it's not serving you or if it's not been mutually beneficial. You know, it's just like that's kind of the narrative, basically focusing on the self and centering the self. And I don't think it's wrong to, to love yourself and focus on yourself sometimes. Ooh. Excuse me, guys. I don't know why I'm so sleepy. But yeah, it's okay to, you know, love yourself and focus on yourself from time to time. There's nothing wrong with privacy. But I think 
we're using that as an excuse to hold people to high standards. And then when they inevitably don't meet those standards or fail, then you push them away and feel justified in doing so. And I think that's something to talk about. But anywho, um, back to the point. When it comes to talking about like some of the more controversial things I feel about friendships, one of them is that I don't necessarily think that you have to talk about your romantic relationship with your friends, at least in such excruciating detail. I think it's important to have community. And so, you know, if you want to talk to your friends about your relationship, then do that. It's okay if you don't want to give them a lot of information, at least at the beginning. And I know some people don't like that, but the reason why I say it's okay is because your friends, depending on which friends they are and where they're at in your life and, you know, whatever, they may or may not be able to handle a conversation that's about your romantic interests. And, I, and I've noticed this too in my, in my relationships. Sometimes you ruin a good thing before it starts because you're trying to predict the outcome and, and trying to dictate what will happen. And so when you tell your friends about the person that you're dating and then go so far as to give them all these details, you start to create an image in your mind of the person that you're dating, but you also are, are creating an image in the mind of your friends. So your friends have a picture of this person that you're dating. And then every time you give them new information or especially if it's bad, you tell them something bad that happened, it is like seared in the minds of your friends. And so that never goes away. Your friends and their opinions can skew your opinion and, and kind of dictate the result of things. And so, you know, for me, and I was talking about this on TikTok, I think it's okay to just have some time to yourself. And that's not to say that you hide the relationship. Don't hide the person that you're dating. Just be honest and say, hey, you know, I'm dating so-and-so or I'm dating this person. I really enjoy them. And, you know, this is how we met. But then also, guys, I need some time to work through this myself. I'm not sourcing opinions on him. I'm, I'm not doing any of that. I'm just focused on being happy and, and, and developing this connection with the person. And organically, things will unfold. You know what I mean? Some people don't like that, but I think it's the truth. Because I don't know. I feel like as I get as I get older, I start compartmentalizing a lot more. So like... What I talk to my boyfriend about is not what I would talk to my friends about, which is not what I would talk to my coworkers about, you know? It's all kind of separate. And that separation has helped me maintain long-term friendships, but also not try to, you know, once again, have such high standards. So for example, if I know that I can talk to one of my close friends about my deeper emotions, I'm not going to expect that from a fair weather friend who we've known for, you know, four or five years, but maybe we're not close. I'm going to have a completely different kind of conversation with her. And if I really want to talk about my relationship and some of the things that have happened because I need insight, I know exactly which friend to go to because she's able to give it to me raw, give it to me straight. She's the one who I really believe, since she thinks a lot like me, can call me out on my nonsense, but can also back me up because she understands how I think and like how I maneuver. Like that's invaluable. And I would never say to not confide in your friends. I would just say, kind of think about, you know, the benefit of it and give yourself an opportunity to explore that relationship uninhibited. 
without the opinions of other people first, and then you can do all this other stuff. Which leads me to my next point. When we're talking about relationships, I I think it's fair to say that when you are communicating with someone, I don't think you should have to tell them everything about you. I know, I know, hear me out. I think, how should I say this? I've talked to people before about the concept of like saving something for yourself in a relationship or friendship. I think that still still applies because, you know, when I was younger, right? And I was like super young and maybe in my early 20s, I feel like my thought was... Bonding with someone meant that I was doing and saying a lot. I was constantly telling them little details about my life. And it was like I was oversharing. There was a point to where, you know, my friends even knew about my bowel movements. Like they knew everything, every little thing. And I don't know if I like that. I don't know if that's always a good thing. Now, like I said, everyone's needs are different in a friendship. If you need that kind of intimacy to feel close to your friends, then there's nothing wrong with that. If you enjoy that, there's nothing wrong. For me, I don't think it's necessary. When I talk to my friends, I'm much more nourished and fulfilled talking about ideas and concepts, not necessarily people or other stuff. And like I said, it's just my personal preference, but I enjoy it. I love, you know, watching movies. It's a huge love language for me. But then also dissecting them and having conversations about it. And I really feel in my heart of hearts that like, it's simpler for me to keep some ideas and some concepts to myself because I'm still processing it. And then maybe if I want to, I'll share it. But it's okay to be private. It's okay to reserve some parts of your inner life for you. There's nothing wrong with that. I I don't know. Some people would disagree, but I don't think there's anything wrong with it. But and it actually leads me to my next point, too. I feel like, dang, I forgot what I was about to say. But anyway, the point still stands. You know, it's okay to to focus on yourself and and actually have a little bit of privacy here and there. Um, And like I said, it's not about the lack of trust. It's about never giving someone all of you all the time. You know what I mean? I've just always been that person. It's always been my personality type. My personality trait has been more so being a little bit cautious and, and trusting people with information that I'm willing to share when the time is right. As opposed to just venting at any given point in time and just saying whatever's on my mind and whatever I'm thinking and feeling, regardless of the implications and regardless of the outcome. Oh, that's actually what my point was. I also said, which and this was controversial, but I said that I think when you are venting to your friends, you might want to consider if they're in the headspace to be able to receive that, you know? I've been friends with people who are lovely individuals, but they would just take it upon themselves to just word vomit all over me whenever we talk on the phone. And it's like, 
they don't ever ask if I'm doing well, if I'm mentally in the right space. They just give all that information to me. It, it can be problematic because honestly, you want to, your friends to be able to do the emotional labor to show up for you, but also understand how much labor that actually is. You know what I mean? And it's not that you're saying your friends are a burden because I don't think listening to your friends talk about their problems is necessarily a burden, but it is 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 something that you sign up for to be their friend. And I think that I've been in the friendship where the person just calls you and just just lays into you. They're just ranting and raving. They haven't even processed how they feel about the incident. The first thing that they could think of to do was just to call someone and make it. And, and, and to me, it feels like you're making your feelings somebody else's responsibility because you go out of control or because you have a thought. It's it's now the the responsibility of other people to help you navigate through that. I don't think that's fair. And I also think that's why people who are listening to these therapists really need to be honest with yourself. Not therapists. I, Lord, I did not mean to say therapist. <laughs> anyway, I just feel like um, it's really important to just consider like when you are talking to people, think about what mental space they're in. I would say if you are getting ready to talk about something, maybe stop for a second, think about why you're upset. If there's a label for the feeling that you have and then maybe journal about it a little bit. And then when you go to your friend, you can have a productive conversation with them about what was going on and why you're upset. Just that little bit of like intentionality behind talking to people makes a world of a difference. And I don't know. I just, I think it's, I know it's controversial, but I don't think it should be. I think it should be fair to be intentional with your friend's time and their emotional labor, especially if you want them to show up for you in a very specific way and help you navigate your emotions and figure out why you feel a certain kind of way. You know what I mean? I don't know if that's too much. Some people think it's too much. I think it might be worth exploring what that looks like to have more responsibility and not just like think that you can just word vomit on people and make your problems, their problems. You never know what people are going through. You never know what battles they're facing behind closed doors. You never know how their day went. Some of the most unhappy people love to put on a smile for others. They put on a happy face no matter what's going on in their life. And that should make you worry, you know, especially if it comes down to like your strong friend who pretends like they don't need anyone. Yeah, just saying. So anyway, um, that's pretty much the gist of my thoughts. Um, if I come across some more content, if there's something else to share, I definitely will let you guys know and I'll record another episode. But in the meantime, by all means, please like and share the podcast if you love it a lot. And of course, reach out to me on Instagram in the DMs at It's More Than Potential to share your thoughts and your perspective. All right, that's it for now. See you in the next one. Bye.